Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So friends, I don't know how often it happens in the uh, arrangement of the calendar and all those sorts of things. I know it's happened at least once before my priesthood, when you have the coincidence of Ash Wednesday falling on uh, Valentine's Day, right? Ash Wednesday falling on Valentine's Day, which certainly can seem like a buzzkill for those of you who are planning on something wonderful and romantic tonight. Um, You get this clarion call. Instead of chocolates and a fine dinner, you get this clarion call to you know, repent, you're reminded that you're going to die, and here's some ashes on your forehead, right? It just doesn't feel very romantic. But here's what I want to propose for us this morning at this very early morning Mass. I want to propose that it is actually, there's something very fitting about the coincidence of Ash Wednesday uh, and Valentine's Day. This, as we start this journey of uh, these 40 days of Lent, as we are beckoned out into the wilderness, beckoned out into the desert to follow Jesus, That's what these days are. It's a journey into the desert. And when we hear desert, when we hear desert, oftentimes I would imagine for most of us, we picture an arid sort of wasteland, a place of deprivation, right? Burning hot sun, no lush vegetation. The only kind of plants that exist there look like they want to stab you, right? Scorpions, snakes, those sorts of things. It's a very harsh environment. Okay, and I hear that. I I get that. But one of the things that we have to do is we, when we read this story, we always have to read the story within the larger framework of the story, right? So here's the thing. We have to ask the question, what was the desert uh, for Israel? That's the important question. Here's what I want us to first notice. That Lent begins with the call into the desert, and Lent will culminate in a garden. We start in a desert and we culminate in a garden, right? The garden of the resurrection. We start in the desert, we culminate in the garden. If there's one sentence to sum up salvation history, it's that, that that's what the Lord has been doing. He's undoing the desert and turning it back into the lush garden of life, bursting with life. So again, when we search the Old Testament, understand what was the desert for Israel, what we can understand is this, that it wasn't a place of punishment, it wasn't a place of deprivation, it was a place of Believe it or not, romance. That's what it was. It was a place of romance. Think of the Lord. We'll hear the Lord speaking through the prophet Hosea in just a few days, where the Lord says through Hosea, Therefore, I'm now going to allure her, Israel. I'm going to allure her. I will lead her into the wilderness, and I will speak tenderly to her. That's what he was doing in the desert. So as we enter into these 40 days, as we engage, as we said in that opening prayer, this campaign of Christian service with prayer and fasting and almsgiving, each of those is in their own way a a kind of desert, a place to encounter the Lord. Like in the desert of fasting, the Lord wants to speak tenderly to our hearts. He wants to speak to that deepest hunger and longing that we have. He's saying to us, I am the fullness, the satisfaction for which you're searching for. And it's good for you to get in touch with the ache. In the desert of prayer, he wants to speak tenderly into our heart and to say all the things that we desperately want him to say, that we need him to say, that we're hoping someone will say. We desperately need him to speak 
truth into our hearts, to hear him alone who has the authority to speak into our hearts. In that desert of almsgiving, he wants to speak tenderly to our heart and remind us that, like, you are the gift that's meant to be given away. That's what he wants to speak. He allures us out into the desert to encounter him. Like these places, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, they are places of encounter. It's a place of romance. That's what the desert is. Paul says in that second reading that we just heard, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. Be reconciled to God. What does that mean? It doesn't just mean have your guilt alleviated. The word reconciled, the etymology of it means literally, cilia means eyelash, and to be reconciliated to someone is to be brought back eyelash to eyelash with somebody. That's a pretty close face-to-face encounter. That's what the Lord is inviting us back into. So friends, as we enter into this desert over the next 40 days, with our hearts open, right? That's what we hear. Rend your hearts, not your garments. Open our hearts. Open them to the love of God who wants more than anything to, for us to receive the precious gifts he wants to give us in the prayer, in the fasting, in the almsgiving. I want us to entertain the idea. Entertain the idea that his love is, is that personal like eyelash to eyelash, that close, pressing in that much, and alluring you, drawing you into the desert for your transformation. Amen.